and welcome to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, industry updates for the modern dairy family. I'm Melissa Lima, your North Coast and Organic Field Services representative, and we have a special episode today. Darby and I are back in the quote-unquote studio together, although for the last time, Darby, welcome and kind of goodbye. I know, I can't believe it. Um, we haven't done our little banter back and forth in so long, so it's nice that we get to hop on one last time. Yes, this is my last episode of Seen and Heard. I am taking a new job at the end of August. Um, so yeah, it's bittersweet. I will you know, miss my time talking to myself and to you. <laughs> well, we're sure going to miss you, Darby, but don't worry. This will not be your last time on Seen and Heard. I'm going to rope you in as often as I can for updates. Um, we're really excited for you. It's, it's, I know it was a tough decision, but you're moving on to awesome things with Lando Lakes and it's, it's a great move for you. We're just really going to miss you here. And I know your members are going to miss having you. So we just want to give you like a huge thanks for the last few years of your service and your time with what and your time working with members. And I'm already getting a few phone calls and emails here and there. They're awesome people to work with. So I know you're going to miss them as well. Yeah, they have been a wonderful group. My tenure at Western has been nothing short of amazing. You have such a great team behind you and um, everybody on the WUD staff just cares so deeply for our California farmers. Um, and that's something that I will always carry with me and um, hope to continue on in the future. But I can certainly say that everyone, everyone working at WUD has been wonderful. And again, like to our listeners, you truly have the best of the best out there working for you. Well, that's so sweet, Darby. And just for our members who are listening that may be in your districts, we want to remind them that we are working to hire someone. Um, they have pretty big shoes to fill. But in the meantime, please feel free to reach out to myself, Melissa Lima. I'm taking some member services calls and helping with labor issues. Um, you can also reach out to Paul Souza in our office. He is great on all the environmental stuff. Any questions you may have with waterboard, airboard, anything of that nature. So I can always be reached at M-L-E-M-A at wudairies.com. You're probably tired of hearing that email. And then Paul's available, um, P-A-U-L at wudairies.com. Also, we always encourage you to just call the office and they will send you in the right direction. Rochelle is really awesome. And the number in the office is 209-527-6453. So now that we have the, the business end of things out of the way, Darby, again, thanks for all you've contributed, especially to this podcast over the last couple of years. It's been a labor of love and emphasis on the word labor, I think, but we've, I think it's a great asset to our members and your voice being a part of it has been an even bigger asset to members. It's been really, it's been really fun. I think I'm maybe in the one who thought of this idea and got us in this, uh, this podcast <laughs> situation in the first place. So um, but I've gotten to talk to just so many um, fascinating industry members and dairy men and dairy women over the last couple of years. And it truly has become a really neat thing. And I think that it just showcased so many members of the industry so well. And it's such a great way to share information. So I know that what will keep going, we'll keep hearing the podcast and I'll have to pop on every once in a while just to say hi. 
Yes, you think every once in a while, I probably think twice a month, maybe it's the limit. No, <laughs> just kidding. But again, thanks, Darby. And I'll let you introduce this week's show, if you don't mind, for the last time. Well, we have an exciting episode this week. We have our CEO on your Radabaugh on to talk about dairy leaders. And we also have a market update from our partners over at Blimling Everag. So with that being said, let's jump right into this week's episode. Pacific Gas and Electric is here to remind you that signs keep you safe. Sections of our natural gas transmission pipeline travel underground and beneath agricultural land. For the safety of you, your family, and your employees, pipeline markers are placed to indicate the approximate location of the pipe as a reminder to use extra care. Removing a pipeline marker creates a serious safety hazard. To have additional markers placed or report damaged or missing markers, please call your PG&E account manager or our Agricultural Customer Service Center at 877-311-3276. To learn more, visit www.pge.com agsafety. Remember, signs keep you safe. Hi folks, hope you had a great week. Well, a little bit of good news. After markets dipped to kind of unpleasant levels last week, particularly cheese dropping into the 170s, uh, we did see some buyers move off the sidelines, kind of come back in, do a bit of bargain shopping. So we were up for the week. Uh, Blocks gained six cents up to 184.50. Barrels were the bigger winner up at nine and a half cents to $1.8875. Nonfat was also the space we believe we saw some bargain shoppers come back in. Uh, we gained a penny and a half for the week at 151.75. We did lose seven and a half cents on butter, but just down to kind of that 290 to two, $3 range. It's been trading in here for a while. We did close the week at 293.50. So um, all eyes will be on next week, I would say, a global dairy trade event on Tuesday to get a read for where global prices might sit. A lot of chatter that now that U.S. prices have come off some, we are a bit more competitive, I would say, particularly in the cheese space. We have picked up some um, notes about additional cheese orders. Um, However, if that auction is, is negative again, um, particularly whether China comes back in with some buying. Um, most expectations are they will not. Um, it could dampen a little of the enthusiasm we've seen, particularly in the non-fat markets this week. Um, domestically, we're picking up mixed demand notes. Um, contacts say orders are pretty steady in some places. Others are reporting things slowing, particularly to the food service uh, level. So, This all remains a bit about demand in the weeks ahead. Um, Inflation has cooled a bit due to some, uh, according to some metrics, um, but folks are still just up against a lot of high prices sort of everywhere. Gas prices have come down as well. That's helped a bit. Uh, On the grain side of the equation, we did get a big USDA uh, report on Friday. Eyes were on yields uh, on the corn side. Bushels were lowered a bit from the month before. Uh, soybeans, on the other hand, uh, were announced to be up a bit. After an initial bearish reaction to that report, the grain markets did rally, though, to finish the day higher. So we're up for the week on both corn and soy meal. 
For folks who haven't looked, started looking at Q4 or 2023 managing milk price risk, there's still some decent prints on those futures curves out there, $19 and $20 levels. Um, it's, it's a little rough because uh, those levels probably don't cover costs for you right now, uh, but they are just floors if you're looking at the Dairy Revenue Protection Program. So it might be a good idea to consider at least a layer there, um, get some downside risk protection in place. Please reach out if you have any questions. Yosemite Farm Credit is the farmer's choice for agriculture financing. As a farmer-owned cooperative, we are dedicated to serving our neighbors in the agriculture community with financial products and services tailored to your operation and backed with the relationship you can trust. Whether you're purchasing real estate, making an improvements to the dairy, or wanting to purchase or lease equipment, we're here to help our members prosper. Visit our website at yosemitefarmcredit.com to find a branch location nearest you. We are back with Western United Dairy CEO Anya Radabaugh for the second week in a row. Glad to have you, Anya. Thanks for joining. Woohoo! Oh and two. Oh and two. <laughs> well, we think it's exciting. Um, we <laughs> hardly get you this often, and we um, are here today to talk about another less serious, more fun subject, and that's our Dairy Leaders Program. We're super excited to be bringing it back in 2022 slash 23. Um, and we have a, a looming deadline. So we're asking for producers and industry support folks to apply by August 31st for the Dairy Leaders Program, which will kick off in October and run through spring of 23. So I think I got that mouthful right, Anya. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dairy Leaders has been um, such an engaging part of this of this organization. What we do is we're trying to, you know, groom and educate uh, and it doesn't have to just be young dairy leaders. I've, I've often solicited guys well into their fifties and sixties, yeah. but anybody that wants to know more about their checkoff wants to know more about their deducts. Um, we really give people an in-depth understanding of what all that money that gets deducted from their milk check goes from, goes to, um, how those organizations spend it. We do an in-depth, um, meeting with CMAB. They talk about their role. Um, we take folks out to the East coast to DMI, we spend time at the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, learning how the exchange works and how their commodities are affected. Um, and then I think the the two kind of you know coup de gras, the biggest parts of the trip or of, of the of the program, are when we take folks out to the East Coast. We um, also take them to Washington D.C., show them the advocacy work back there. Um, last time we did this in 2019, pre-COVID, we went to the Mexican consulate and the embassies. Mm -hmm. um, and so just showing people DuPont Circle and Embassy Row is, is something a lot of folks don't get to do. Um, oh. And then we really show them how Western engages Sacramento. And that's really the bulk of our organization's time, energy, and money these days. Um, but in addition to just some really fun trips, you get to build some dairy camaraderie amongst our community. Um, and you get to have a lot of, I think, wonderful leadership connections that we try to build um, and just help people kind of see what life's like off the farm. Absolutely. It's it's one of the best well-rounded dairy-centric experiences I think um, anybody can get. I've been through the program. You've been through the program. Um, I think all of our staff at some point have. And we were disappointed during COVID that we didn't get to have a class for a couple of years, but it's exciting to bring it back thanks to our 
awesome sponsors, the Farm Credit Alliance for helping with that lift and, and just making sure that we get our young and middle-aged and older dairy folks that experience of, of those intricate like learning situations about different dairy, different aspects of the dairy industry. Yeah, I think it's um, it's a really good way to approach just, you know, the holistic, you know, it, sometimes we get caught up on the farm stuff and we, we, and I think that's a really good thing to keep sight of, but really understanding how inputs work all the way around your milk check um, is something that I've always seen a lot of surprise, um, you know, just a learning about the war room. So I think uh, one of the most fascinating things that our younger dairy leaders have seen is the social media war rooms that we run at DMI and Elenco and some of the other um, sponsors that we've had in the past. Um, but people are on it. They're tracking social media. They're tracking engagement. Um, you know, the word vegan, they'll, they'll figure that out. How many times <laughs> a day is that said? But I wanted to make sure we pointed out that um, it's not just dairy farmers that can enroll in this yeah. program. We have some allied industry of support. So we've actually run um, a slot or two in the past for like the Environmental Defense Fund for um, sustainable conservation. Mm -hmm. We do have um, a, like a wider variety of people that um, we usually leave a spot or two open for. Um, yeah. We want to make sure it's rounded with dairy farmers, but um, we certainly think that alternative perspectives are helpful. And, you know, just we, you know, Paul Sousa's um, environmental session is wonderful. It's two days of learning to meet the regulators, um, you know, knowing more about the Central Valley Water Board, the North Coast Water Board, how that all works with the State Water Board, um, just kind of understanding why you pay fees, yep. what they go into, you know, and what the purposes of some of these permits are, um, just kind of really rounds out, I think, uh, your ability to dairy farm and find an edge because, you know, talking about the inputs, we have a whole session with Tiffany um, on the economics and commodity side, mm -hmm. where, um, again, it's rounded out with the Chicago Mercantile Exchange experience. But um, yeah, just kind of understanding puts and knowing those numbers and knowing what options there are for risk management. Um, I, I just, I, I, every time I go through the program, and this will be my fourth time, um, I, I learn something new. And it's just, it's just really fun to meet folks that you'll have a connection with the rest of your life. And most of our board, I will point out, have all been dairy leaders of Western United Dairies. Yeah, it's a great kind of training ground, I would say, for board members, but also a great way to meet and network with other dairy producers. I know folks that I went through the class with, I'm still friends with, I still reach out to them with questions. Um, and I think that's true through all the classes. It, it creates a great little network. There are some fun things too, some socializing and just after hours, I think we played miniature golf at one point just to kind of get to know your classmates <laughs> and connect with them. And so um, it's not all work. It's a little bit of play, but um, it, it, it comes with a, a huge um, learning and knowledge, knowledge, yeah. yeah, knowledge base about the industry. Okay. And in 2019, we took them to, when we went to the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, we did um, our fun activity was the Second City Comedy Club, which yes. is where most of the Saturday Night Live stars have gotten their start. So um, yeah, it's it's a crazy, we really try to make sure that we're blending some culture into it and, and yeah. uh, give people something to bond over. Definitely. So um, for those who haven't seen it yet, um, the applications are live on our website. It's also been in our update the last two weeks. We'll probably run it a couple more times just so it's handy for folks. We'll have it on social media and you will be getting phone calls and emails from your friendly um, standalone field rep. Um, the, <laughs> so 
I will be reaching out to people individually and just looking for ideas of folks we can encourage. The application isn't scary. It's just a couple of pages. And um, please reach out with questions. You can email Anya or myself. We'll have some contact info and links to the application in our show notes. But it's, it's worth just asking questions if you have those to start out with. Yeah. And if you are a member or family member of a member, the cost of the program is free. Uh, we do typically charge a small fee for some of the allied applicants just to try to keep the jackassery down to a minimum. <laughs> um, you know, we don't want to just let anybody into it. But um, yeah, so I think that um, I just wanted to make sure that we pulled down that barrier for people. Uh, it is a time commitment. So, you know, yeah. that's definitely over a year cycle. You're talking probably about nine to 10 days, maybe 11 yeah. days off your farm, off your place of work. So that that's the biggest piece, um, but yeah. all the other travel and expenses are paid for by the organization. Yeah, and for the most part, our meetings are in and around the Central Valley. We do move around a little bit, so hopefully that makes travel easier for folks, but um, it's pretty accessible. It's a great opportunity, and please, please reach out to us with questions. Definitely. Thanks for having me, Melissa. Awesome. Thanks, Anya. We will talk to you soon. Did you know that you can turn your dairy manure into cash? Bennett Environmental is offering above-ground dairy digesters at no cost to you. These systems can also remove nitrates from your lagoons to help you comply with water board regulations. Our proven above-ground technology will generate income for your dairy into the foreseeable future. Because we truck the renewable natural gas off-site, your dairy can profit regardless of your location. Bennett Environmental, turning your wastewater liabilities into sustainable assets. Learn more at bennett-environmental.com. Well, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Seen and Heard, Industry Updates for the Modern Dairy Family. We want to give a big thank you to our participants on this week's episode, including Anya Radabaugh. And before I get too emotional, I'll remind you to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite platform. Pass any of those questions you have along to Melissa at M-L-E-M-A at wudairies.com or wud.pod at gmail.com. And signing off for the last time, have a great week, everyone. While Western United Dairies respects the varied views of our podcast guests, please know that views expressed on Seen and Heard may not necessarily reflect the positions of the Western United Dairies Board of Directors. Thank you to Western United Dairies' generous business sponsors, The Morningstar Company, Holt of California, Farm Credit Alliance, PG&E, Arata Swingle and Van Eggman, Yosemite Farm Credit, FNR Ag Services, Moss Energy Works, California Dairy Magazine, and Bennett Environmental. We appreciate our sponsors and thank them for their continued support. If you'd like more information on how to sponsor Western United Dairies or this podcast, please send us an email at info at wudairies.com.